Well, I have really, really, really tried, but I'm about to fail. Same way I failed last year's dry July. I've got the best intentions. I really do. But it's just too tempting. Or is it tempting? Or, or maybe I'm too addicted. Or, or maybe it's just that I get so infuriated about it. I honestly thought I could do it. I honestly thought I could get through the week without discussing the recent findings of the tax working group. But I'm going to have to. You know, I imagined and I visualized never ever uttering the words capital gains tax this week. But I have fallen. I was tempted to talk about it at the beginning of the week after Jacinda Ardern got stuck into all the people who write columns in the Herald, people like me. The inference being that we were all ganging up against the capital gains tax, that the proposals are now being slowly picked apart like pulling at a loose thread on a jumper, that the tax is dying a death of a thousand cuts from the nasty words of the Herald columnists, and that that was unfair. And of course, this whole thing is about fairness. Now, I took exception to that because what she was really complaining about was not me and all the people who write in the Herald. What she is complaining about is that no one was coming out in favour of the tax. Apart from a couple of people, I could name them, a couple of people who wrote emotional pleas about fairness and how a capital gains tax just feels right. Ask yourself, who have you seen crusading for this, the biggest shake-up of our economy in a generation? Where are the crowds marching in the streets, holding the placard saying, bring on the tax? How many water cooler conversations have you had about the tax? The only ones I've had is about how we can avoid paying any. Maybe on factory floors and minimum wage sweatshops there are mobs of supporters going, bring on the tax! But you know, I've not seen any evidence of that. What the Prime Minister was really upset about is that the working group's ideas did not have a champion. Which brings me to why I've now broken my silence on this thing today. This week, the government extended Sir Michael Cullen's contract as chairman of the tax working group so he can defend the ideas his group presented to the government. Well, that's a sweet gig, isn't it? A grand a day to phone talkback stations whenever we get it wrong or write letters to the editor to dispel any so-called scaremongering that may or may not be going on. Thousand bucks a day. Wahoo! I'm afraid this is just not right. So Michael Cullen was paid to collate expert advice, including his own, and he's done the job. Job over. His ideas have been presented, and the, his ideas need to defend themselves. If he wants to defend them, now the job's finished, he can do it on his own coin. But should our government be paying someone to defend this? Like this. And then we come to David Seymour's criticism today that all uh, th this extension of the contract demonstrates the inability of Finance Minister Grant Robertson to articulate and defend his government's tax plan. Now, David's not got this right. That's not true. Because the tax working group's plan is not yet the government's plan officially. They're going to tell us what their plan is next month. So they've got no plan. That is their political failure. To be honest, they've already lost this. 
by failing to come out immediately and say what they like and what they don't like about their own policies and about the tax working group's plan, the government is just sitting there like a big indecisive lump, saying nothing and getting kicked while they're sitting on the floor. You know, if I was a supporter of the capital gains tax, I would be very angry at this government right now. And what all of this is really saying is that the supporters of the capital gains tax are so few and far between that this government is now paying people to support it. And you know, that just sounds a teensy bit corrupt.